Yo, this piece, General Back Pain. I'm listening to We Going In Presents, chilling with the big homie 730. Tap in. snippet of fluid off general back pain and flu's album bovine welcome to episode 73 of we going in presents where i'm joined by inglewood's own general back pain if you're not familiar with gbp i think it's impossible to not be a fan after checking this interview if you've been paying attention and you're already a fan chances are you're going to learn something new here like why general back pain is the count chocula of the west also, you can go back to the archive to check out episode 58, where I talked to frequent GBP collaborator Killy Shoot, and don't sleep on last week's episodes where I had Bad Seed on episode 71 to talk about his latest album Kill Switch, and episode 72, which featured R.A. the Rugged Man. Also, make sure you check out General Back Pain's music and social media. The links, as always, are provided. And while you're at it, hit up the 730 link tree and check out my books, all available on Amazon. General Back Pain, really appreciate you joining us for episode 73, We Going In Presents. And you've had a lot of great music come out over the past few years. And I definitely want to talk about that. But first off, how's everything going out in Inglewood, looking at coronavirus and, and staying home and everything that's been going on? It's wild. Um, <clears throat> the city shut down a while ago. Um and LA County as a whole has been shut down for a while. So, I mean, I, I've noticed that people are sheltering in place and it's sort of eerie to be honest with you, but we're maintaining, we're resilient. Um, I know this summer is going to be so lit once they let us up out the house, like June and July, we got a June, June, July, August is going to be so crazy out here. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm on the other side, I'm in Virginia, and there's been some talk, you know, of like, let Virginia, you know, Donald Trump talking about let Virginia go, like resist, you know, the shelter in place. And we've definitely, you know, had our share of craziness happen out, out over here over the last few years. Um, do you feel like, yeah. you know, there's that resistance over where you're at or are folks happily sheltering in place, recognizing the importance of it? Um. I haven't really been out around the city, city where I'm at. <clears throat> um, it looks like they're adhering to the uh, shelter in place situation. Um, but I gotta say like over the last two weeks, I have noticed on the freeways, the freeways are a little more busy. Um, I actually was on a freeway today. Um, uh, the weekdays are a little more busy today it wasn't it was kind of like a really really slow sunday but i think more people are starting to get out people are getting antsy um and 
and um, I think a lot of people are at the beach. L.A. County shut the beaches down, but Orange County has their beaches open, so everybody, like, shot up there. And so we'll see what the repercussions are as a result. And do you have a studio? Can you record at home? Yeah, I can record at home. Um, I have a couple of situations uh, as far as studios, depending on the project I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, I have a couple of different situations. Right now, uh, it's the home setup, though. So, um, hopefully, you know, all the other stuff will kind of come back into play. But right now, I'm sort of literally left to my own devices, bro. So, I mean, it's been interesting. I'm cool with it. That's how, I, you know, that's how I started just doing my own stuff. And I got lucky enough to sort of be able to, I don't know, turn in projects and then they get all of the post-production that they need. And then it sounds like incredible. Um, I, I realize that's a luxury now. I don't really sort of have access to that. Um, so yeah, I'm at home kind of doing my thing and, you know, it's, it's going to, it's definitely going to work out. Do you feel like you're able to get more projects done and be more productive with everything going on right now? Um, you would think so, uh, but real life, uh, affects my creativity. So, you know, family members that are self-employed that have to shelter in place are really being impacted. Um, <clears throat> um, as far as my financial situation and my work situation is, is just really steady. I don't, it, this hasn't impacted me at all. Actually, I'm a little busier. Um, but for my immediate family, it's um, it's a little concerning. So, you know, you get different types of news and stuff. So it, it hasn't really been that great for for writing. I actually don't write from, um, like, if I'm not doing well or shit is, like, messed up or if life ain't going right, then I start writing. That's not what I write. My mind comes from a place of, man, I'm straight. And let me just let you know what it is. So, um, nah, I have been writing a little bit less lately, to be honest with you. Mm. And so do you find that, like, when that happens, do you sometimes have stretches of, like, multiple days where you might not write and then kind of like a floodgates open almost and you can be really productive for, like, other periods of time? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, sometimes it's like a manual shut off and kind of take a, uh, you take a break and you just, you're consciously telling yourself, all right, we're not going to even start having those thoughts. We're not going to run through whatever we, the process is to start writing. We're not going to do that. We're just going to live life. Um, sometimes I'll be like, well, I'll get back to it next Monday. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just not doing it. And then my mind will just start picking up little things and little lines will just start coming to my mind. And then it's like, well, I'm not going to stop that. But yeah, I definitely, I just try to take time away from it. Um, I'm more of a gamer than I am a writer, to be honest with you. So I just kind of, I'm a Halo guy. So I just go right to the gamer side and zone out. And I don't think about anything. That helps a lot too. I saw that. recharge the creative juices. I saw that on the Twitter too, that you were getting some Halo time in. You know, with everything going on now, are you able to get more time? Like, what's the longest kind of stretches of time you can get on a game like Halo right now? Oh, I mean, I looked at my stats uh, for, like, 
not the last two weeks, but there was a two week span not too long ago, and it was like forty six hours, forty eight hours, in like the last two weeks of Halo, and it's just like, yeah, I kind of I get it in, man. I don't actually play anything else. I actually so. Um, YT and I just released, uh, kind of back to the music, YT and I just released a, a project called Classic Villains. And it only took us really about a month, maybe five, six weeks at the most to get it done. But we took a break in the middle of it. And I, like, for the first time in my life, like, built a gaming PC just with the parts. Like, I went down and had somebody, like, help me pick the parts out. And so in the middle of that, I, I just hand-built a PC, a gaming PC, and now from that point now, I'm back on the Halo, and so I may not play as much here in the next couple months, but I don't know, the last last 60 days, I just I haven't been able to really get off of it. It's just, that's definitely my, that's like actually the only thing I play right now. That's crazy. So how'd you go so, about building that? <clears throat> um, Alright, so shout out to Pad scientist, man. Pad is, is ended up. We ended up becoming friends, and um, we had already worked together. And he's just a genuine dude, great energy, very humble guy. He don't lead with his cachet and his music stuff. He's just like, bro. Just I don't know, man. Just very disarming. He's just a very genuine dude. So much so that we got away from the music. We started talking about games. And then I told him about my love for gaming even more, way more than writing. And so he just started giving me ideas and he would send me little links for like gaming laptops and gaming PCs. And we would talk about it more. And really because of past scientists, that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to get everything I want and I'm just going to build it myself. And I'm talking about, I spent way under $700. I got everything that I needed. I probably built like a probably, I'm a, Conservative estimate is like a two thousand dollar PC. I know it's at least like thirty five hundred dollar PC. So I did that and got back into the in the space in the gaming space with Avengers. Um, and I just I don't know. I just I just I just kind of just felt like doing it. I just I had missed gaming so much that, um, like I said, in between that little break that he and I took to get some more beats and stuff, it was just like bam. I went ahead and made it, and ever since then, I'm just, I've really been on almost every night. I got to stop. I had to tell myself to not play some nights. That's incredible. Do you find, too, like when you can customize it like that, you get all the best parts and kind of like build it to exactly like what you want? Yeah, actually, that's exactly why um, I wanted to do it. Um, you know, like the RAM was a big deal. Obviously, the the storage is a big deal. Um, like building with using a build with a physical hard drive opposed to a, you know, um, SSD card, you know, all those little things, choosing the case, um, choosing to have, you know, if you wanted to get some hydro in there and, and like water cool it or air cool it, you know, liquid cooled rather or air cooled, just I got all into that stuff. And yeah, I wanted to make sure that I had Wi-Fi and Bluetooth on my gaming PC. So when I bought my motherboard, I made sure that, that had that integrated. Just everything that I wanted. I definitely willing to have like 32 gigs of RAM for sure so I could play whatever I wanted to. Um, 
And so I just made sure that I got all that stuff. Um, I went to a spot called um, Micro Center here in LA and dude, like really just, we talked for like a good 45 minutes. He asked me what I wanted and then he literally went and got each piece for me. And I just brought two bags home and looked at YouTube for like two weeks and looked at tutorials and I did it from YouTube. And um, it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. It was really easy. So yeah, I got exactly what I want. I got the case that I wanted. I didn't want to have a bunch of lights on it. I got as many fans as I wanted and the the ability to upgrade my fans, the ability to switch from air to liquid cool, a liquid cool setup. If I wanted to do that, I got plenty of space. So yeah, I would recommend it. Like I said, I got in under 700 bucks. That's definitely a $3,500 rig that I have. And that's before like keyboard and mouse and monitor, you know, so I would recommend it. Definitely recommend it. That's incredible. And, you know, something that you and Killy both do, Killy Shoot, who you work with a lot, like you both shout out video games, especially yeah. if we go to like the collaborative project you guys did, Painkill. You know, what's yep. it like having guys like Killy also into video games like this that you can relate <laughs> to along with the music? Um, Killy's a big inspiration. Killy's a video game dude. Killy's just low key, so you wouldn't necessarily know it. He'll say it. And he's a big red dead right now. He's a red dead dude. He's definitely a FIFA guy also. Um, video game and, um, and in real life, he's a soccer guy. He's a different dude, you know. Um, he likes his football, as he calls it, you know. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But, <laughs> he, yeah. He and I go way, way back before, literally before Achilles shooting general back pain on whatever level we're at now. We were not that back then. We were just like, should we do it? I think I'm going to do it. You know, um, we've always just been in the video games. We talk more about regular life. We talk on a regular basis a couple times a week. The majority of the conversation is not about music. Really, music kind of get in the way because it's so frustrating and all the behind the scenes and ugh, all that stuff. We just up just talking about regular stuff and he and I are big gamers. Um, and you'll hear a lot of that in, in, in our music, a lot of specific themes from specific time periods from each of us respectively. Um, in references, um, all of it is like true to personality and yeah, just being able to have somebody that you know we're we're into a lot of the same things it's just it's just really easy and then the chemistry you can hear that chemistry in the music and so as far as the uh, gaming stuff goes you know it's in my mind what i'm working towards is having a home team game night and you know whether it be basketball or whether we're playing call of duty or you know halo whatever it is you know, we have friends in this community, you know, they're certain ones and, you know, Umbrella and, you know, et cetera. A lot of these top tier groups. And I personally want to set up some like, you know, fun game nights. So these guys that, you know, we work with each other super heavy and and may only know each other on that level. So, you know, like I've done mad work with YT. Who knew, you know, we, we get on the basketball thing and who knows, like we really got chemistry there too. So just 
adding another layer to the community and, and allowing people to be able to sort of get together. And we're not talking about the music. So you don't have to have your ass on your shoulder. You ain't got to be hard. You know what I mean? Do you got your guns together or, you know, whatever we're doing, you shoot, you a point guard, you, that's what we're talking about. So I hope to have that. And I mean, you know, move over to where we're twitching it and, and the community is aware of it. And we get a lot of people involved and we're talking about underground rappers, but we're not talking about music. So that's uh that's really why I brought the gaming to the forefront on my end. It's something that I do for real, something I'm passionate about. And um, kind of want to find other people in this community that's passionate about it. Chris Skills is another for real gamer, um, the homie Chris Skills. So there's a couple of people in the space that are heavy gamers and heavy lyricists. And we're just going to try to get the two worlds together. It's all fun. We all do this with a passion. So, you know. That's that's my whole idea behind highlighting that I'm a Halo player and showing my PC. I just want other people like, oh, you're not just talking about this retar- this ridiculous stuff in your verses. You actually do some other stuff. Yeah, man, it's not even talking about the music. Let's go over here and play the game. What you like to play? So that's my whole thing right now. We don't always got to be talking about the music, you know? Right. No, that's awesome, and it's a great way to connect with fans too because. I think fans mm-hmm. are always looking for other ways to connect with artists that they really enjoy, especially now, I think more than, yes. you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. So I feel like that's a really important piece yep. is having other ways to connect. Me too. Me too. I think it's very important. And I don't want to assume that, um, you know, cause I have some music out that a supporter or a potential supporter just wants to talk about that. I don't want to assume that they wouldn't be as interested as the little in the little project that I'm putting out with the music. I, they may be as interested in, oh, so are you streaming that when you guys is playing so and so? Like they're there for that, and then none of that costs any money either. And then you know it's just more access and more layers. So you're right, there's really something to it. So I hope to cultivate it, and um, you know, get my little rap friends. That's about it. Let's get out here and do it. Kelly already signed on. Pat's going to be playing. Chris Gills, YT's going to be playing. Cheese from uh, Crush Lot Podcast. Um, Chuck Chan. Let's see. Who else? I'll probably talk to a couple other people that's already like, already like, yeah, man, let's get it cracking. But that all derived back from Pat Scientists. Like, um, Pat just, uh, I don't know. He put the uh, he put the battery in my back, so we already got some people signed up. That's amazing. And when you look at a lot of these guys that that you have really good relationships with, you know, you're all the way in California and they're not. So how did you go about building these relationships <laughs> and like making this to be something where it's more than just a collaborative effort on a song? Um, I got to be honest, I really don't have. Um, a real answer for that. It's been a blessing. I, I literally think that, you know, um, the type of music that I like is East Coast music. I like that. I like, I love the, I'm just, I'm a, I'm just going to say I'm an East Coast MC dot. I mean, they almost can't do no wrong, especially being from where I'm from. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know. And so I just immersed myself 
in in that music. And I've been embraced, even though I'm from the West Coast. Dudes that let me do my little thing on the verse, and I've been able to move around a lot. It's been a, it's been a it's been kind of fast, but it's been a long progression. Um, but having a team of MCs and producers, and some producers that are top MCs too, there's been a lot of opportunity for for me to work with people that I had never actually had conversations with because they're doing something with a friend of mine and my friend asked, asked me to get on the verse too. And so that's how a lot of this stuff really, really happens. Um, and that's just the beauty of having friends, you know, highly talented friends that are really moving around, um, and focused and don't have a problem bringing you along with them. Um, that's a foundational principle for home team as a whole. Um, whether it's an opportunity or not, or just a little project, I'm bringing my friends with me. I need their, I need their help, you know? So, um, I don't know. Um, it's just been a blessing. I, I asked myself the same thing. Like I've done songs with Camo, with Camo Monk and, you know, I get asked and invited on this music and it's just, it's been a blessing. It's just, it's just been a blessing. I, I don't even know how it's happening to be honest with you. That's incredible. And with the love that you get and, and your style, do you find that you're getting more East Coast love than you might get at home? Or do you find that you're also embraced in Inglewood and the Southern California you know, hip hop community as a whole? Well, um, I've had a lot of conversations with Kelly Shoot about it. And I knew that my path, this particular route, was basically going to be carved through the west coast through the east coast to try to get a cosign before my coast even acknowledged and or embraced me so i was going to have to like get a cosign from the mecca just for my coast to be like oh okay so you're not whack i always knew that so i'm getting more acknowledgement uh on the west coast um but yeah. and a little bit of love too and I, and I have some friends um, but yeah I find that like when you were West Coast MC and you you know doing a so called sort of East Coast slanted or East Coast based kind of music I don't know it just puts you in the I don't know man it just puts you in a different headspace it's not like we're doing quote unquote West Coast music it's different it's like we're trying to get over into it's almost like it's a whole nother genre. It's almost like it's a whole nother country, bro. And so you got this be focused and it's not really a lot of camaraderie that I've seen with a little handful of seriously East coast sounding West coast artists. Maybe it's just me. I just kind of stay out the way. I keep my head down. I got a bunch of friends that I just work with. So it's, that's how it's always been. So I don't really know. But that's how it is in my mind. I just feel like it's a we got to show a we got to show and prove a little bit more. Um, and um, I still feel that way. I feel like I'm gonna have to get a, like a heavy cosign from the East Coast for the West Coast to be like, oh, okay, all right, you're not this little, you're not just out here just running your mouth. Like we don't know what you. It's always been like that on the West Coast. We don't know what you're talking about. Like what, what is the big home? What is what? 
you know, what are you, what's the big homie talking about, bro? I don't even understand it. So I'm going to have to have the West coast. I mean, the East coast be like, yo, the nigga's not whack for the West coast to be like, Oh, that mumble jumbo's not whack. Okay. All right. All right, cool. I just feel like that's going to be my journey. Well, and also, I'm cool with it. It's interesting too, because you say, you know, that you're the, the quote, new school Rascass or, you know, you shout out death row on fluid <laughs> off of bovine. So like, you're showing that West Coast love and showing the West Coast influences at the same time. Like it seems like artists like Razzcas and and the 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 old days of Death Row really were influential in making you who you are today. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I'm I really <laughs> it's funny. I feel like I could be a Death Row artist for real, for real. I'm about the foolishness, um, but. When I am in, in the underground circle of friends here in LA, Brass Cass, Crooked Eye, Hieroglyphics, Farside, Dale, Casual, like these names, um, Saphir the Saucy No Man, these names are godlike for, for the backpacker set in Los Angeles. Uh, even more to the point, AC alone. Um, Jurassic Five, um, you know, there's a very small, almost feels like a counter country culture, but it's always been a movement in LA of like spitters um, that adhere to like those MC principles, being unique, being different, being witty, um, and I, I'm aware of those those um, those artists that are my predecessors and. Um, yeah, I do feel like I'm do school Razzcast because there was only like a handful of people that, that understood what he was talking about, but those people were championing him, you know, and he's still around doing it. Um, and I do, and I say that like with pride because, you know, I may just be this maybe barbershop talk. I aspire to maybe be barbershop talk, but I don't know that anything's going to happen with my career. But again, I know I'm a person that talks about a Raz cast. I talk about the alcoholics. Catastrophe is one of my favorite MCs of all time. You know, all the West Coast dudes feel the agony. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying I want to be a part of that, but I know my West Coast roots. And I feel like it must have been tough for them. They was linking up back in the day. For us, it's a little different. It's a little more sparse. You got to kind of get in where you fit in. And I ride with all East Coast dudes, all big hogs, like for real artists. And that's just, I'm comfortable with that. Um, but I never lose sight. I mean, I wish I could do songs with, with certain people from the West Coast. That's my idols. Um, I don't know if that ever happened, but I would love for that to happen. But I never, like I, I write from that perspective that I'm a West Coast, I'm a West Coast MC, I'm a West Coast writer. I know like my foundation and those artists that I still look up to. And yeah, I write from that perspective. And I said it before, I say it again, I could for sure be a death row artist. Any nigga want to smoke, I'm all about it. But you know, for for right now my whole character is I kinda do my thing and then I just kinda get out the way. And it's kinda been working for me. No doubt. But like when you look at guys like AC alone, you know, you pay tribute to them through your Spotify playlist where you 
kind of curate music that you're feeling at the moment. You know, what do you think it's going to take to get collaborations with guys like AC Alone or, you know, anyone from the Hyro team um, make that happen? I mean, really showing my worth. Um, it's no different than if I'm doing a song with, doing a record with Killy Shoot. Just when I'm looking at an artist that has a lot of cachet, that has followers, that has like a movement and, and a lot of acclaim, not just in, not just regionally, um, all I can really do is continue to stay on my grind and be able to show my worth. So artists like that, maybe if, if I reached out or if somebody tried to hook it up, they can look and say, okay, well, I'm not reaching down to this guy. Or, you know what, I'm reaching down to this guy, but I see that he just deserves an opportunity. Something like that. All I know is I got to stay doing what I'm doing. Um, it's been fun. I tell other artists the same thing. and I got to heed my own words. Do it as long as it's fun and do it to death while you're having fun. When it, when it starts feeling like work, you may need to stop and reassess what's going on. So it's been super fun and I'm going to keep doing it. Um, one of the things that is said amongst us in the home team is no cosigns. It's not to say that we haven't worked with um, artists that are big time and moving because we definitely have, but by and large, we ain't got no big time cosigns. This been grind. This is Killy having his family on his on his albums, and maybe a couple of his friends outside the family. This is me just having nothing but my family on some of my projects. No outside MCs. That's been by design, um, because there was no. I, I'm not paying. I, I just there was no relationships. You know, paying somebody is one. Paying somebody don't bring you a. First of all, regardless of the circumstances, you're not guaranteed a good record. But certainly, paying somebody is not going to get you close to the to a good record. The chemistry that you have, or the rapport, or maybe one or two conversations you have with your collaborator—that's what it is. And I just haven't had a lot of conversations with people. Um, you know, your man's might know my man's, but we don't know we don't know each other, and there's got to be a certain energy. So. Um, I just no cosigns. I kind of just do my own thing, and I'm proud of that. And I hope that all things can, are considered. If I do happen to reach out to one of the top guys or whatever, I know I got to just keep doing what I'm doing, uh, regardless of what look I get. I got to keep working, regardless if it's a label or record deal. You got to work harder when you get those things. That's when the work actually starts. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I mean, I love AC alone. Uh, we follow one in, one another. Um, I know about Project Blow. Like, I don't know, man. It, it would just would be amazing. It would be amazing to, to do some work with some, with some West Coast dudes. But I'm going to keep doing, doing me. And, you know, I pray that good things happen as a result. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you're also working with people that you have great chemistry with, you know, Street Sacraments with Onage um, Jordan was a great project. You know, what was it like really locking in with him and making that project happen? The thing about, oh, that's the guy. 
Um, Onaje is like, I mean, his uh, his cachet and his uh, resume is really extensive. And I think I was just saying this the other night. He's like a mix of 97 RZA and 80s Terminator X because he don't do a lot of talking, um, but he really has a lot of range. Um, and I talked to him recently. The thing about Street Sacraments is he kind of let me do my thing. Um, he kind of got out of the way. That was the that was the first time we had worked together. Um, and I think because maybe he let me do my thing a little too much, it couldn't. It wasn't as good as it could could have been. But just because you you know you're asking and we're talking about, it, I don't think I necessarily said it anywhere, but. Just today, just finished up pretty much the last recording. Pretty much the last recording that I'm gonna need to. He and I have been in the lab. We're finishing up the album. Um, it's not a sequel to Street Sacraments, um, but I might as well just go ahead and say it. It's uh, Onaje Jordan and I have a project coming hopefully in June. All things go well in June. Called uh, Name Wet Work. Um, I don't have a lot of features on it. I got a couple of of my friends that's moving heavy on it. It's uh I don't know if it's gonna be nine or ten records. But yeah, we locked in and um I'll be delivering that. That's probably gonna be my next project that I deliver in about six weeks. That's amazing. And that's something too that I was curious about because you have so many different projects where it's either a collaborative EP or it's, you know, various producers, but how do you keep everything straight and how do you really make sure that each project gets the, the kind of live and breathe the way that it should? Uh, it's really a balancing act. I've had this conversation most recently with all hell YT and before the Corona, before COVID hit, I had some nice situations and I was going to have a, my, my, like my thought was not about the music that was coming out. It was like stepping on music. I had so much music coming out because it was sort of related to a, a, it was label related stuff. So I didn't have any control over it. Now all of those projects have hopefully not indefinitely, but they've been put on hold. So then I had to readjust my strategy. YT, I asked him, he was like, listen, you know, you're at a part of your, at a phase of your career where he said that he didn't personally feel that I could put out too much music. Not that I'm super small or whatever. It's just, just for what I'm doing and the climate of what's going on, don't worry about the amount of work, even if you're stepping over it, um, if that's what you want to do. And so... I said this year I was just going to be flooding the market. Um, and that didn't happen. So now I'm going to be able to put stuff out. And this now I'm not going to have no choice. It's, it's going to breathe this time. Because I'm not going to have nothing else. So they're going to be properly placed and paced, these next two or three projects. I just won't have anything until I figure out what's going on with my little label situation. So it'll work out. That's that's awesome. And, you know, working with, with YT as well, like that's another great project, Classic Villains. You know, what was it like locking mm -hmm. in there? And and more importantly, I mean, you got song titles, Kim Jong-il, like um, 
coronavirus like how did you guys come up with these song titles for the project well i ain't gonna i ain't gonna hold you that dude is a mastermind that dude is a mastermind and here's just like a, a little tip for people that kind of collab a lot sometimes the best thing you can do in a project is get the fuck out the way see so yt had a it was a fluid situation. He didn't have the whole thing in his mind, but we would have conversations. That's how we came up with the name of the group. But then we have another conversation. Like, you know, I think I might do this. It, we would just be talking and his brain would just be moving. And he, I, I can't, I, I, he came up with all the names. Literally, he knew what he wanted to do. And it was just beautiful to be a part of that. I mean, I don't want to say I just kind of punched in and did my thing, but it was really no reason for me to try to overdo it. It was a situation where I didn't need to, I didn't need to a add a lot of input and B I didn't need to ask a lot of questions. What I did was let him know that I had faith in him. This is the first project that we're doing together. We did a single together that was that's been bubbling, and from that single we did months ago, the blogs was like these dudes need to do a whole project together. So some of the tastemakers were even saying it as well. And it was still six or eight months before we got together, but I could just his energy just let me know this dude know what he's doing, and I think that is the best thing. That's that is the the strongest offering I have in classic villains is that I let YT do his thing. And it sounds that way because of YT. I mean, you know, I definitely did my thing and, you know, nobody do me like I do me, but to be clear, it was so, it was beautiful to watch this guy come up with this stuff. And, and he was tirelessly doing, I'm talking about, man, the artwork and the names and, you know, he mixed and mastered the project. It's unbelievably impressive. That's why I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that album because, you know, I watched my homeboy really kind of do his thing, bro. He did his whole thing. I showed up, I did my little verses, but he did his thing. So I'm, I'm proud of that project. Um, it it, uh, it it provided me with a whole new level of respect uh, for YT as a person and as an artist. Um, and it allowed me to, to get a glimpse of another artist that's hungry like me, their process. And it taught me how not to do too much, but make sure what you're doing is exactly as close to what you want it to be as the way you thought of it. So... I can't take no credit for none of that, man. He 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 had it going though. He had it going, and he was killing the verses too. Dude, one of the one of the nicest on the mic in our community. I didn't know he was that nice to be honest with you. No, it's a, it's an incredible project, and I enjoyed that from the first song to the last song. And I also appreciate your honesty in describing <laughs> the collaborative process because. You know, it seems like you work mm -hmm. with so many different people, like that collaborative process mm -hmm. is going to change from person to person. So like, how do you, You're right. how do you adjust yourself for when you work with YT versus Killy versus Onage versus anybody else, you know, to make sure that like 
you're, you're you're pushing and pulling the right amount to get the best project. And sometimes I think mm. the best thing to know is like what you said with YT is like get out of the way. Sometimes is is the best move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I never really thought about that. To me, that just is a part of standard relationships, whether we playing basketball or it's another co-op game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just another, it's just co-op strategy. Um, he was clear in that, and his energy let me know that he was going to figure it out. Um, G Fan Black and I, we put out a project right before Classic Villains called a prequel. Um, and our squad, he and I, our franchise is Derelict Division. In that situation, I was kind of taking the back seat. Also, what he and I are sort of the same way in that we're cool with playing our position. So sometimes I'd be like, oh, man, I don't know about the hard work. What about you? He'd be like, oh, I don't know about the hard work. I, don't, I'm like, oh, I guess we'll figure it out. It was very nonchalant. Um, and I just unfortunately didn't have the time, like the proper time to devote from an artistic standpoint. And so he ended up being able to do the artwork and design and shit and get the beast like another beast, another guy that is a is one of our top spitters, full character. Um and and YT and G Fam as far as like the media and and the promo, they like masters of that stuff. So that was a situation where he and I were both kind of didn't want to step on anybody's toes and it just kind of turned out that one of us had to say, okay, you know what? Let me just do it. So you really just know it's really no different than any other kind of situation, whether you fixing a car, making a song together, playing two on two or playing two K 18. You got to get a feel for one another. If you really want to, I don't know, win or what have you. So you do have to adjust. So with, with OJ, is different with Kelly is different uh, with Lupus Dan and I, which is the group. Um, I King is is kind of is is definitely the group that I came into the space before home team. It was Lupus Dan and myself. Um, Lupus just wasn't in a situation where he was one to put out a lot of solo music himself. Um, I took the leap of faith and started kind of doing verses with Killy shoot. And then I put out holy hands and a couple of people said it wasn't whack. That's all I needed to hear. Nobody thinks it's somebody. Okay. I'm not, you're not saying it's whack. Right. And then I was, I was gone. And so, um, he and I, Luke Day and I did put out, um, a project, but he's just been, you know, doing a lot of solo stuff. Um, so that's another example of he and I have, uh, I mean, I've done the most music with Lupus Day, but it just hasn't been out. Um, that's just an example of sometimes in that situation, sometimes he got the idea and we're going to do what he's saying. Sometimes I might have the idea. It really just depends on who you're working with. And to me, it's no different than, like I said, trying to get some chores done or playing pickup basketball or writing a song together. Y'all got to just kind of be on the same accord. And then y'all, you know, either y'all figure it out together 
or one person is probably going to do other thing and the other person probably should just like get in line. There's nothing wrong with that. So it just depends. It, it depends on the situation. No doubt. No, that makes sense. And on bovine, mm-hmm. you said that you are the Count Chocula of the West Coast. I love that line, man. Like, <laughs> can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's a there's just a a, a lot of <laughs> like my music is is just a, a overblown characterization of gangster stuff. You know, so instead of saying, I mean, my brand, instead of saying I'm the biggest drug dealer of the West Coast or I'm the most pimpish of her, I'm the Count Chocula because it's just stupid. And it's crazy that that you caught that because it it's definitely one of those lines where I'm, a lot of my stuff is self-deprecating sort of humor that makes myself laugh. And, and I, I don't know, I didn't. I assume people would draw from my name that this is more of a caricature of I'm just overblowing it. Like, are you familiar with I'm? Are you familiar with the movie I'm gonna get you, sucker? Are you familiar with that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, probably probably at least a decade, but yeah, that's my style. So somebody will step on somebody's toe. That somebody's toe is big as a fucking fist. Nobody is focused on the fact that dudes that that can't happen in real life, but they're just trying to figure out how to put some ice on it. Like not looking at the obvious campiness of the whole thing. So that's where general back pain came from. It's a double entendre, but it's still just stupid. So like I said, instead of beyond, I'm, I'm the most gangster dude on the West coast or whatever. Eh, I'm the contractor of the West coast, just cause I will literally say anything. I will literally say anything. And I found that if I say it in a certain way, it resonates with people. Now, if I say it, I know how I said it. I think that was fluid. I think I said it in fluid. I know how I said it in fluid. But if I just say it conversationally, that's a, that's a silly ass statement. Um, I say a lot of these lines with just a regular, as a regular sentence. And sometimes that lets me know it should go in the rhyme. So, again, it's crazy that you caught caught that, but that's just one of those, I don't give a fuck lines. Like, bro, I'm the Count Chocolate. Who are you? Okay, well, I don't know who you are. I'm the Count Chocolate of the West Coast. Like, that's dope to me. For whatever reasons, that's dope enough for me to say. And really, the reason is, like I said, I really don't care. I would literally say anything. And it seems like the more flagrant and the more stupid I've gotten on the mic, I've gotten more attention. It's... It's, it's counterintuitive, to be honest with you, because I'm like, really? But it resonates. I don't know. That's crazy to me. That right there is crazy. Yeah, no, that, that's the and because you look at a song like Absolutely off the Street Sacraments album. I mean, <laughs> that is a super violent song right there, like really violent. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. It, it, it kind of actually, um, absolutely, I got a absolutely two on the new OJ project on Wet Words, yes. absolutely two. So, more of the same, more of the same. So, yeah, um, that is like the contrast. Um, that can get kind of graphic. Um, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, sometimes I just I'm kind of in that mood. Other times it's a little more playful, a little more punchliney. Other times it's like everybody did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. And one of the things I've talked about with other artists that has always been frustrating to them is like when they're obviously joking and it's a joke, but like the fans don't get it. And like one of the most like glaring examples is J Zone back in the day, like you know rapping on stage with basketball shorts and like a, a long pimp fur coat on, and you yeah. know, his fans you know most of the fans who listen know that jay zone is playing this character but there were some people that had no idea they didn't listen close enough or they didn't do their research or follow him close enough mm-hmm. to know that this is a character and you know a lot of mm-hmm. the great artists really are playing characters whether it's for an album or for yes. a career you know so does that mm-hmm. ever get frustrated when you feel like fans might not be paying close enough attention or catching what you're doing no, um, I, I haven't had enough impact to I to have that sort of discourse or that discussion. To be frank with you, and um, I'm a little bitty artist, so no. I, I think if anything, from from this short span of time, maybe people are trying to figure it out, and and I think the best way I can help that along is just being consistent with the fuckery. And I'm definitely that it comes from. Uh, it's not, I don't got to go deep for it for all that silly stuff. I don't got to, it's not, I'm not going, it's not a deep dive for me. I do that shit all day. So I'm just going to stay consistent with it. Um, but if I ever got to that point where there's a, a, a lot of attention on me, my assumption would be again, just with the name. Like I just, I just, I just don't feel like nobody thinks that I'm trying to be hard with that name. Like, how hard can you be when your name is General Backpay? How really gangster can you be? <laughs> that's awesome. So, just the truth. You know, that's the... As I present to the public, this is my initial volley, is that this is going to be some silly shit. Um, uh, and I just pride myself on being like like nobody else. Um, I do be feeling like I know it's not. I'm probably not true, but I, I do feel like I have like mad original thoughts and shit that people ain't talked about in the way that I've talked about it, and it may or may not be true. Um, but that's part of my brand is expect the unexpected. It's gonna be wild and silly. Um, I'm gonna probably say it like I'm real serious about it. I'm not, and if you really think about it. You're probably going to find out that was stupid as shit. And hopefully there in there will lie like the little, you know, fake genius of all this ridiculousness. I'm trying to make it sound like something like a hodgepodge um, of stuff. Um, I mean, I'm really more of an abstract writer than anything. And that gives me a, a like a wide berth to just be as wild and crazy as I want to be. Um, you're not going to hear any necessarily politically politically charged, or I don't know anything with a with a anything anything substantive. You know, nothing real tangible that you can probably take away and and help other people with from my music. That's you know that's not what you're going to get from my music. Um, but yeah, I, I would hope that 
in the same, and I'm not saying I'm even in the same stratosphere there as, at all, but nobody's expecting the Buster Rhymes to come up with a, like a conscious record or a fuck Trump record. Nobody's expecting that from a Buster Rhymes. And I just want to be the kind nobody, nobody, I mean, though he did it, you wouldn't expect Snoop Dogg to do a gospel album. I mean, again, he did do it, but you wouldn't, or a reggae album, you wouldn't expect that because his character is defined. I just want to live with the, the, the character that I've defined. I want to live in those parameters. Um, and as I, like I tell other, uh, my friends and other artists, find out who you are, love who you are, and do that shit to death. And you have to ride that, in my opinion, you have to ride that till the wheels fall off for better or for worse. You got to stay who you was when you came into the game. All this flip-flopping, you need to stay who it is. And unfortunately, it happens to everybody. People going to not like your style after a while. But trying to switch and not define and not be definite in who you are is only going to hold you back. You just, you're not going to ever figure it out. You're not going to fully get to the next level until you know who you are and you're able to present that to the, you know, to the public. And I'm unabashed about it. You know, it's a lot of silliness. You're not going to get a lot of, again, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get no life lessons from me. Stay away from a dude like me. That's probably what you're going to learn. That's it. And so, as long as that's cool right now, hey, I'm not a role model. You feel me? Exactly. (laughs) Not a role model. I put these little words together and I get out the way. So, I want to be able to live within those parameters and have that be okay. Because real life, it's not like that. You can't say, you know what? I know people do this, but I want to do this, and I want you to give me money for it. That's not real life. You got to conform to certain parameters. I'm not going to do that in this rap shit, for better or for worse. I made that promise to myself, and so I'm gonna go down with the shit. If it ever switches to where this dude said Ch- count chocolate, he not even trying no more. If it turns to that sentiment, then I'm gonna have to just hey, I'm gonna have to just get out the way. But I'm gonna stay consistent in who I am and what I do, and my seriously silly you know flagrant sort of style is is purposefully flagrant you know what I mean and really if people are not having at least one good laugh for real out of somewhere during my project or something somewhere that I didn't do my job because that's that's really the emotion I want to solicit I want somebody to be like this dude stupid I want somebody to like really laugh um Last good compliment I got was the homie Deuce Hennessy from Home Team. And I got a line in one of the songs that I said, I got your mate, I got your bae making cereal from scratch. And he said when he heard that line, he spit his blunt out. That made my day. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That made my day. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I do it for that reaction right there, bro. That's amazing, which also explains why you really have to be in a certain mind state to write what you write. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you got to be in a certain mind state to want to listen to it and stuff. I, I consider my music like pregame music. Like if, when you're on your way, I don't know, to fight somebody, you're on your way to get you some from your, your little homegirl or you're on your way to do something and you're getting ready to get to that moment, that's when you listen to the general backpack. I feel like it's like pregame shit. You don't really sit around and just be bumping some GVP. At least I don't think so. Um, 
but yeah, hopefully people just pick up those little bit of gems and and find it humorous and know that I'm trying to push the silly envelope. Um, it really is a caricature, caricature against the life. Um, the next project I got wet, I got coming called Wet Work. I told Anaje that this is my first adult contemporary gangster music album. That's exactly what this is because the beats are beautiful and jazzy. And um, I got a lot of crazy stuff going on and, and just in the verses, just like like I always do. Um, but this one's going to be a little different. Um, you know, you got to probably, you know, put on your little smoking jacket and listen to this one. Because Lenage's beats are just crazy, crazy beautiful. All all jazzy beats. Unbelievable. Um, so we're going to see about that one. That's amazing. And so when we look at the name General Back Pain, how did you come up with that? And when did you decide this is what I'm going to go with? Um, well, I am probably, I'm probably Air Force. I'm an Air Force veteran. Um, honorable discharge. And so that military off the bat, like, comes from real life experience. I mean, I actually... It didn't dawn on me until like about a year ago, but my first like commanding officer, his name is Colonel Hurt. And so I don't know if that subconsciously resonated with me, but from Colonel Hurt to General Backpain, there is some more symmetry. Also, I got hurt in the military. I do actually have General Backpain. So it's all weird and interconnected and and stupid. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a little double entendre. It's just... I really don't know. Um, also, when um, when that came around, I wasn't I wasn't putting no music out. I just have always just just jotted down little rhymes. I've always done little stuff for myself. And so, literally, what happened? I've said this before. I'm, I'm a big time gamer. My gaming console happened to break. I got pissed off. I didn't want to spend another three or four hundred dollars. I think I had only had it for like two and a half years. I got pissed off. And I needed something to keep my mind going. So I just started writing more rhymes. And it just happened to be the time where me and Kelly Shoe started to talk a little bit more. And then it just really naturally happened. And that's only been, that's been less than two years. And now I got a game. Now I'm back to where, like, if you can kind of see the trajectory, now I'm back gaming again, which is my actual first love. But the the music and the writing kept my mind at ease for all this time and then it kind of just kind of I wasn't I wasn't serious about it, it kind of just got serious I wasn't serious about it I mean again you can't call yourself the cop chocula of the west coast and for real be like somebody's going to give me a record deal I mean let's be clear I, I don't this ain't nothing that's supposed to be happening I see the silliest shit I've ever heard and so I look at some of my other homeboys, not saying that they want to have record deals, but just, you know, out of the, out of the people in my, uh, in this community, I'm very surprised to have gotten offers because I don't, I'm not saying I'll put a lot of thought into it, but it's not a whole bunch of thought. So it's just really weird. Um, None of this thing is supposed to be happening. Nobody's named general back pain is supposed to be doing no kind of games. This is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, to answer the question, I mean, 
I didn't know anything. This, 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 I didn't know none of this was going to happen. I just, I just, I, I was, I was frustrated with my gaming system, bro. And it was like, man, fuck that. I'm finna just start writing these little raggedy rhymes again. And I just didn't stop. That was like almost two years ago. And that's, that's it. That's literally what happened. That's amazing. It's a great story. <laughs> and you also got some love, you know, for Holy Hands 2 on Soul Assassins Radio. What did that kind of support mean to you? So, and and I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't mention that, but that is the, and that's not the first time I'm saying that because I just, I really appreciate the love from Soul Assassins. That's not the first time that they've done that. That is the biggest look um, from the West Coast that I got. And and it kind of don't get no bigger for a West Coast dude unless you're doing L.A. Leakers, you know what I mean, or you're doing Big Boy. You know, it don't, it don't being on Shade 40, it don't get much bigger than that for a little underground big mop dude like me. So, I mean, it sounds super trite to just be like, oh, I'm humble and stuff, but... Bro, I fell on the floor. I don't know. I don't even know what to tell you. Like, that's amazing to me. Um, that's amazing to me. I'm really that's one of the one of the things that I'm that I'm really, really proud of. Um, that I've done it a couple times and you know. Um, shout out to, to Earn Dog. <clears throat> shout out to Julian also. Julian doesn't really have me on his list, but much love to Julian. But Earn Dog show love. Um and I'm just that I'm lucky and blessed. Like we all had a lot of dumb luck in this shit. So I think I, I actually, I can't. So I think, I believe Earn Dog came across me because shout out to the homie Magno Garcia. Me and Magno did a, did a record, did a, did a Lucy like a year ago. That got on Shade 45. That got on Soul Assassin's. Quite frankly, I didn't even know about Soul Assassins till the homie um, Magno got us on there. He got us on there, and I think he had a relationship. He has a relationship with with Earn Dog. Uh, Earn Dog is here in L.A., so it's been kind of one of those things. Like I'll kind of just be around people, and for whatever reason, this foolishness I do seems to kind of resonate, and then people won't forget me. Now let me get this crazy dude. Let me get one of this, this crazy one of these records from this crazy dude. Um, I think I add balance, so it's uh, that is a big accomplishment for me, for real, bro, for real. You know, I can't wait to hear the new project you got with with Onage and, and the new stuff you have coming out with other folks. Also, Killy's Heavy Math mm-hmm. is coming out this week. How's heavy math, you know, sound with Killy and Onage? Bro, I mean, you know, the thing with, with Killy and I, personally and professionally, we don't put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We do, we do, and and really hope and pray for the best. But I'm gonna say it from what I've heard. This is, I mean, all that classic talk thrown around it's, it's, it's become taxing this feels like one of those classic offerings from an established artist bro that's what I can say um, the beats crazy Onage has a like a he seems to have a 
he's not going to tell you. That's the Terminator, Terminator X part where he just speak with his hands. He takes Killian and I together and individually down a, a particular road. I think he has in his mind a certain sound for Killian and I individually and together. So I just don't question it. Um, just his beats for me don't allow for a lot of foolishness. You got to kind of be more on point. I hear that with Killy. Killy is, I don't know any storyteller, just one facet of his writing style. I don't know any storyteller. Signed, unsigned, big record deal, little bitty record deal. I don't know nobody presently that's as nice with writing, pinning a story, a cohesive story than Killy Shoot. Um, and so the thing about heavy math and Kelly and I talk about this a lot, man, you know, Kelly's flow is so crazy. It's, it's impeccable. So I think a lot of times it's hard for people to get past the flow because it's so bouncy, but he's straight spitting knowledge and dropping jewels. Um, and I think that he has worked himself to the point where people now are listening to that and they've gotten beyond the bounce and the flow. Because everybody loves Killy Shoe flow. Now they're starting to listen and not just enjoying the flow. Um, and I think that's been one of the more impressive things that I've seen an artist do is to sort of direct his supporters to kind of what he wants them sort of to to always be cognizant of like I'm saying something here too I got, I'm doing this for you I got something to say for you when you listen to the bounce then dance to it but when you sitting and chilling you sipping on your crown royal listen to the words so this heavy math he really is dropping heavy math I got I'm blessed enough to be on I think three tracks <clears throat> and um I think the lead single, maybe, I don't know if he has a, a proper lead single or I, I, I don't know if he's just going to put the whole project out, in other words. Um, but I think I think if it is the lead single, I think it's me on. It's one of my favorite records on there. And I'm just proud and happy for him. Uh, there's been a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with Killy Shoot. Um, he's one of my best friends in life. He's a he's a real man, and so he doesn't come to Twitter with all the the fuckery that happens uh, for artists on his level. You know, all the things that are said, not said, promises made, promises broken, things said, shit didn't come through. He just deal with all that like a man, and just put his music out, and uh, don't be complaining and bitching online and stuff. Um, Again, I can't say it enough. I'm just proud of him. I'm happy for it to come out selfishly because I'm on a number of tracks. I'm going to be back popping for a little bit because I'm on the Killy Shoot shit. That's going to be moving around. So, you know, I think about that. I mean, it's all in the family, but I, I definitely want to still do numbers. So I just be smiling. My man's finna, finna be flourishing and finna be winning. And I'm going to be right there, right hovering around somewhere in the background like, yeah, nigga, me too. I was on there too. So I'm excited about it. It's Monday the 27th. And uh, I'm going to be posting it all over the place. But I, I think that it's going to be well-received. 
I don't want to put the kibosh on it, man, but this feels like one of them level up records. One of them, those defining records. He got one already. This, this will feel like another one of those. Wow. Kelly is amazing. So I think it's going to be something like that, man. I'm hopeful, but ain't no pressure regardless. Whatever it does. Um, I personally think that it's a beautiful piece of art and ultimately that's all he cares about too. He know he did his best. He put another piece of art out. It's going to do what it's going to do, but I know it's going to be successful. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. And as far as what you're looking at in terms of the rest of 2020, what does your release schedule look like? I mean, so I have projects on deck finished already with uh, Crush Lovely of Rosewood fame. I don't know if you're familiar with the Rosewood um, Rosewood project. This is one of my my uh, manager Nick's favorite all-time uh, projects. So he and I have a project together. I have a project that is already done with Hobgoblin. That was other stuff was pretty much done last year. Uh, Hobgoblin and I. Kunsino from Tough Kong. We have a project that's already finished and uh, just finished up the OJ stuff, going right back in to the lab, Kunsino and I. After that, um, Water, who just dropped on Respect Due label, uh, Respect Due Records um, this week. The physicals just dropped. Water and I we're label mates so it's only right and he was another one of those dudes that's one of the nicest out uh he and i are going to get a little ep together uh just when the time permits and we can give it the proper energy he and i are going to get together um yeah stay pretty busy uh g fan black and i we back in the studio already man that dude is tireless that dude working the every day. He don't take no days, no hours off. So he and I, we're, we're back working. Um, this little, not on hold, but I still got to get to some things before I can give it his proper attention. Um, and then, uh, Chad and I, we might have a little something. And then, so after, uh, hopefully somewhere in all of that bovine two comes, Hopefully, Fluey and I can get back um, on the same accord, get back in the lab, and he do what he does, makes amazing, amazing beats. Um, And I'm at the top of my foolishness game. It really seems to just flow. It literally... It... It, with, with he and I, it's literally because he's from a different country. I almost feel like I have more license to say really crazy stuff because he's not going to get it. That was how Bobine happened. He's not going to get it. He's not going to even get it. And nobody's going to hear it. So I didn't know Fluey was as big as he was. I thought I was going to do a little bitty, little bitty record and do a little abstract record. The record I've always wanted to do my whole life is an abstract record <clears throat> about. Uh, I don't know, beef, right? Let's just just pull the subject out the air and build a whole cohesive project around that shit. And that's what Bovine was. And so I'm just waiting on, you know, Fluey. Fluey's super busy. 
Um, better be, like my manager says, you know, the crown jewel of the whole discography, the bovine too. So hopefully by the end of this year, he and I can give him a stew and, and put out another proper album. But still kind of busy. I'm still, I'm still busy. I'm still busy. I'm blessed and busy. <laughs>